This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Today we pick apart the 3-1 defeat at home to Oxford United before looking at Tuesday's jaunt up north. Welcome to Borough Pod. There goes the final whistle and Steve Richard sealed promotion and in style here at the Lamex Stadium and on run the fans. Uh, Alright Ben, how's it going mate? Not bad, thank you, mate. Not bad. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. A bit, bit, bit tired, uh, but yeah, not, not too bad. Um, you've, uh, you've moved back to back to back up to uni in Leeds. Uh, how did the, uh, how did that all go for you? Was it a bit of a pain in the ass or smooth sailing? No, it was, it was pretty smooth sailing. I did a couple of trips, um, once with my car, once without. So, um, yeah, but now back in Leeds and. Um, hopefully looking forward to getting myself to a few more of the Northern away games. Will you be heading over to Bolton Tuesday? I will be. I will be. Yeah, Ooh, I've, got, I've got, oh, nice. got a couple of Bolton mates at uni, actually. So uh, I'll be heading over with them and then moving away from nice. them and into the away end. Oh, good. I'm, uh, I'm going to... Um... I was arranging with some mates that we're going to go to the uh, the Wickham uh, game away, but I think we're going to end up sitting in the Wickham end, and I'm a bit annoyed. But it's yeah. cheaper than it's cheaper than buying the home the uh, away tickets. So save a couple yeah, of quid and go and sit with, sit with my mate. He said there's a section towards like the away fans where uh, it, it's relatively you know quiet and you can get away with sitting there and not really not being a Wickham fan so yeah <laughs> not that I'm going to cause a ruck um right so uh yeah let's let's let, let's crack on and and look at the uh look at the game um Stephen is one Oxford United three uh one all at half time obviously finished three uh three one to Oxford um Jamie Reid opened the scoring on 15 minutes with a, after a fantastic cross from Kane Hemmings. Um, eight minutes later, Greg Lee uh, equalised after some pretty uh, pretty poor defending at the back post from a corner. It was a free kick corner, I think. Um, Elliot Moore picks up the first booking of the half uh, of the game um, in uh, injury time in the first half. Um, Greg Lee extended the league. Uh, in the second half, 55 minutes again after some woeful, woeful defending. Um, fantastic finish from 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 Lee to 
to, to, to make it happen and to, to, to get the goal. And to, but he should never have had the opportunity there. Uh, Dan Butler in the 65th minute um, picked up another yellow card. And then uh, we made four substitutions in the 70th minute. Nick Freeman, Nathan Thompson, Carl Piagiani and Kane Hemmings all came off, replaced by List. Thompson, Lewis Thompson, uh, Terence Van Kooten and Aaron Presley. Um, nine minutes later, uh, the, the uh, Oxford made a couple of changes with um, Josh Murphy and uh, Gatlin Odonka coming on for Tyler Goodrum and uh, Billy Bodin. Um, and then Elliot Moore uh, extended their lead in the 82nd minute. Um, again, from a, from a really poorly defended set piece. Um, and then uh, we made our final change of the afternoon. Finney Burns came off, Ben Thompson in the 88th minute. And then uh, Oxford made a change in the 90th. Ruben Rodriguez came off for Josh McCracken. Uh And then James Beadle, the goalkeeper, got a uh, yellow card for time wasting four minutes of added time at the end of the game. Um, looking at the stats, uh, Oxford dominated the game. Um 15 shots total to our 11. Um, they had more on target. Uh, th- four shots to three shots. Um, they had 55% of possession, 74% uh, pass success rate to our 61%. Um, they won the aerial duel, which uh, we do not often lose there. Um, we had more corners and we won the ball more, but again, like we having more... Um, Having, having less, sorry, possession, you'd expect us to have had a few more successful tackles in that respect. So, yeah, it, it just wasn't a great day at the office for Stevenage, was it? No, no. And I think the first thing to point out is that we, we were beaten by the better team, um, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, Oxford look... I mean, for, for what I've seen, they're the best team that we've played this season. Um, yeah, by a mile. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're second in the league for a reason. Um, I mean, we played top of league Portsmouth and I thought that Oxford looked better than them. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm particularly frustrated with the result because ultimately they they were better than us. I think what my sort of more frustrations are at the way that we conceded the goals, the the way that we missed chances in the second half. I do I do think that there was an opportunity to to just sort of snatch a point, but I, I mean, did we deserve it? Probably not. No, no. I mean. It- I said about Oxford last week that uh, them beating uh, Exeter 3-0 was probably so was probably a little bit uh, flattering towards Oxford. 3-1 yesterday is a is right, isn't it really? Like they uh, they were the better they were the better team comfortably. Um I think we put, I think we started the game well. We had a good opening sort of 20 minutes, you know, it was it was the opening 20 minutes was all us. It was all in their f- sort of final third, wasn't it? Um, or sorry, in their, their defensive third, really, the game. Um, we uh, we carved out a few chances, but none of them were 
other than the one, other than the sort of counter attack that we scored from, none of them were very clear. None of them were great opportunities to score. No, you know, the crossing, I mean, had, the crossing um, wasn't great. Peter Gianni's header cleared off the line um, yeah. in that first twenty minutes, but That's apart, true. I mean, yeah, we uh, and really that first goal for Oxford did it did sort of come out of nowhere, and yeah. then as soon as they got that goal. There wasn't ever maybe like a five minute period when List and Co had just come off the bench, but apart from that, there wasn't another point in the game where we really had control. No, it wasn't. Was there? Um, we um, before they got that second. Um, sorry, before they got the third goal, and we had the opportunity, we made the changes and had a, had a, had an opportunity to bring ourselves back into it and tie things up. I think that the the changes certainly certainly helped us on the front foot, but there was just we just lacked any real quality in the final third, didn't we? We we were we were fine moving the ball and getting ourselves into decent enough opportunities. But then, you know, there were several occasions when Reed or Listy could have had a shot and they didn't, or, you know, there was a shot Shot block, shot or cross blocked, or there was a poor cross in that ended up just going straight to either the first math, first Oxford defender, or clearing everybody in the box. And I think that it's just it's sort of more of the same from last year, isn't it? You know, we were very even though we did score a lot of goals last year, we were surprisingly profligate, and we didn't didn't score nearly as many as you would expect considering some of the quality chances we missed, and that's that's sort of beginning to show as a bit of a theme again this season as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there were two chances in, in about two minutes with, um, with Listy and, yeah. and while, and whilst you, I, we hate sort of like highlight individual like errors or whatnot. I, if one of those two chances goes in, we, then yeah, probably we do snatch a point. I'm going to say, but you, you can't you can't blame it. Or you can't put any blame on on Listy for for the fact that we lost three um, one. But, but yeah, it, it's frustrating. And and when you look at the games that we've got to come, we can't afford to miss those chances. We really can't. No, no, you're you're right. We 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 need to we need to really. Focus on 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 that that part of our game. Um, certainly against the likes of you know, we've got Bolton and Wigan up next um, on Tuesday and Saturday, and both of those teams are more than good enough to punish us if we're wasteful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we need to uh, we need to talk about the uh, the back five. Um, so Luther Luther came back in. Um, Sweeney, Thompson, Pidge, and Butler. Um, I think it might be our worst performance at the backs that I've seen under Steve Evans. It, 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 I mean, it wasn't good. Um, it was more just the manner in. I mean, I mean, uh, if we're being perfectly honest, Oxford could have scored about four or five because there was yeah. just like, uh, and we've seen it with with like before we messed about with the ball at the back which is so unlike the, the Steve Evans Stevenage we've come to know 
that's been direct get the ball get the ball away from that defensive third we're messing about with the ball at the back under hitting back passes sort of almost just giving them a chance to run in on goal and yeah I mean, I mean we could have they could have been out of sight sort of about 15 minutes into the second half if yeah. they'd actually finished their chances so yeah I mean, yeah I mean, I mean there was... that was really frustrating for me and yeah I, I can give I'll give Lou for a little bit of leeway first game back from injury um you know dealing with Greg Lee who was absolutely superb yesterday um yeah. but yeah there was just it almost I, I seems think... like there were communication so, issues almost yeah, I mean, I don't think Luther was that bad, to be honest. I don't think I, I, he did struggle up against Greg Lee, but I think in the form Lee was in, anybody would have. But I think, other than that, I think he uh, he played pretty well, considering he's you know he's not played for however many weeks and he's done a full ninety minutes. Um, I think I think sort of probably got out of him as as much as we could expect on the return from injury. Um, I think looking at the the set, this I mean, Butler um, kept Goodrum fairly quiet for long amounts of times, uh, long, long amounts of the game. Um, but uh, Rodriguez was moving into some of those spaces that uh, caused caused Butler some problems. But I just think the, I think Peach Thompson Sweeney. I just think all three of them were rubbish yesterday. And I know it sounds a bit harsh, but. I don't know. Pidge had, a, had, a, had an effort cleared off the line, um, and that would, have, that would have probably made him feel made it feel like he was a lot better. But I just think, uh, like you said, the communication was really poor. Um, the pass passing between the three of them and just moving the ball around at the back, which has been of a pretty high standard this season, it was just woeful yesterday. The few moments when. You know, Wilden or uh, um, Sweeney were passing back into either Thompson or Pidge, and they sort of got in each other's way, and that caused problems. We had to go back to the goalkeeper to tidy things up because uh, the Oxford were pressing high and were press- pressing very well. Um, Sweeney um, Sweeney'd and um, put us in danger a few times. Specifically in that second half, about ten minutes into, not even ten minutes into the second half, um, where he's messing around with the ball at the back, and he's uh, Bedin robs him and fires wide. I mean, I, I, of all the of all the mistakes in that whole sort of sequence of play, I think Bedin's mistake of not scoring was actually worse than uh, Sweeney's mistake of actually letting go. Let you know, being dispossessed and and trying to do too much. That miss was awful. Um, he's just put way too much on it and he's ended up slotting it wide when it should have been relatively straightforward to slot it in under the keeper. Um, yeah. But it was just so, so much, so much of it. And it feels like, it feels that if the defeat feels a little bit like the Northampton defeat at home last season in October, where we <clears throat> where we sort of made Rod, a Rod Ferraro back a little bit, and the defeat is 
a lot of the a lot of the problems in the defeat are as much to do with how good Oxford were as it was to how much we how many mistakes we made and how bad we were. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But um Yeah, I see I see some people blaming Hedgy and that just that baffled me. Like Yes he Well I can I, yes, I can sort of understand you could have done a bit more, maybe for the first the first goal. Like, could he have diverted it away from danger, possibly? But I don't. I don't think that he is the root cause as to why we lost that game yesterday. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. I, I I'd go far saying that uh, us being def- losing that game has got very little to do with. Um, Hedgy, if I'm completely honest, um, I understand why. Um, understand why pe- people are critical of him and and you know giving him probably a harder time than he deserves. He did seem a little bit sort of flappy yesterday, and he we've not really seen it from him so much. But he was very quick to come out of his box and sweep up, and there were a couple of moments where he was doing that. That he didn't do it particularly well, and you know, there, I mean, there was one moment where he's cleared it, he shinned completely shinned it, and he's gone straight to an Oxford player who, had the Oxford player been a little, a little bit more alert to it, it would have probably resulted in a goal from forty yards. Um, yeah. So I, so I get, I get the criticism of uh, Hedgy, but I, but I think he's probably been taken a little bit too far. You know, I don't think it's yeah. really. Uh, so my, really, my one, really fair. Yeah, my one criticism of him probably would be that when when crosses are coming in, there's probably more of an opportunity for him to come out and claim the ball or even just punch it away. I think yeah. Tay Ashbohaman does do that better, and but I think we all know that Tay that Tay's very comfortable collecting the ball in the air, coming to receive yeah. it like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I can understand the frustration on that side, um, but at the end of the day, like I've seen a lot of people, like a couple of people, sum it up really well. It is one game against arguably the best team in the division at the moment, and mm-hmm. we can't be losing our heads at certain individuals for one for one game. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, what, what did you think of the midfield that we we went with today? Because obviously we had basically a two man midfield of Freeman and Burns, with Roberts being sort of an attacking midfielder, um, going up against the likes of Brannigan and McGann. Um, what did you think of the selection? I could understand. I could understand it, but I'm not. I mean, was it? In hindsight, it is a great thing, but you know, in hindsight, it was probably the wrong decision to go with what we went with. I think Louis Tom. I was really surprised that Louis Thompson wasn't in the team yesterday because I just think, in terms of dealing with, you know, Brannigan and um, Marcus McGuane, they're two 
two of the best central midfielders in League One. And you need someone who's going to break up that play from those two through to Rodriguez and Louis Thompson's on the bench. I was a little bit, I was a little bit sort of like cautious when I saw that and I said, well, I'm not, I'm not sure, but like I'm sure, sure Finley Burns can do that. But at the end of the day, Finley Burns has been playing centre mid for a month and coming yeah, up against he- those Coming up against those two, is that really fair to give him the role of essentially having to break up both of those midfielders? I don't think so. No, no, it's, it, you're, you're bang on there. It's it's, it's too, a, little, a little bit sort of too much too soon for uh, for Burns. That I think that um, putting him in the midfield there alone without another sort of holding style midfielder like like Thompson is is always always in this situation probably asking for too much um and it the result was that um freeman who you know is a more of attacking minded player in reality he's not much of a defender um he says after he's had really two really good games at right wing back but um i think that uh Fre- freeman and burns yesterday that the problem we encountered in midfield was quite often with freeman who does range forward and, you know, he's got a decent sort of press on him. He he was going in and pressing and then Oxford moved the ball so well. I mean, you see the way Brannigan carries the ball. He's so relaxed. He's so calm. It's a bit like TVC on the ball, you know, where he just, it almost feels like he's playing the game in slow motion. He's got so long on the ball to decide what to do because positioning is so good and the way he moves the ball on is so good. You'd see, you'd see Freeman push up high and you, the result is that that would leave Burns isolated, and yeah. Oxford were able able to move the ball forward really comfortably. I said last week that you know they they're really good at intricate in, intricate short passing um, and moving the ball around the middle of the park to draw draw teams onto them so that they can exploit the space in behind and that is exactly what they did time and time again in that midfield and and you know in the wide areas too and it's exactly what unfortunately happened and you know we've we've come away and it's like well shit you know long phases of play we made the game really easy for them I was very surprised not to see at the very least Ben Thompson in the midfield, especially after his performance at, at Cheltenham, which was really, really like encouraging. I, th- yeah. and I think Freeman, like he's been playing, as you say, he's been playing right wing back for the last couple of weeks and he's been playing very well in that role. But uh, apart from, I mean, Leighton Orient, he had an absolutely superb game. Apart from that, I'm, I'm yet to be convinced by him in the middle yeah. of the park. Yeah. I've just, I can understand keeping him in because, you know, he's in good form, but he's playing in a different role and it, it it's a gamble that, that Evans took that he would continue at form from right wing back into midfield, which I have no, no real issue with. But what one thing that I am slightly concerned by is how it took so long for him to be taken off and for Thompson to come in when it was so evident what we needed yeah. in that midfield. I, 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 I was almost certain we were going to see a change at half-time. 
And that's not yeah. to say that Freedom was, was particularly bad, but I just don't think that it was the sort of game that he was needed for. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think. I mean, I I think that. Um, I think that. Uh, if I'm honest, I think Freeman had a pretty bad game. Um, I think that, given the given the um, the quality of the 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 opposition midfield, I think that uh, he was drawn drawn out too easily and uh it meant that he was complete for long periods of time he was completely anonymous i mean if we look at like passing passing for instance when the opportunities he actually got onto the ball um and i've lost it here he only made 18 passes the entire game you know he was on on the pitch for 17 minutes that's really poor he was just completely bypassed in possession, um, he didn't win the ball. He only won the ball once. Um, it's really, it's really sort of difficult to see what he did. And you're right. I think Louis Thompson being on the bench for so long, just yeah, mind boggling. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I did. I was saying at half time. I, I didn't think we were going to make the change at half time because I hadn't seen Thompson warming up at all in that first half. But, um. I was like, with that something, the midfield needs to change. We can't continue with this same midfield because we're being overrun and we're we're being picked picked apart far, far, far too easily. Yeah, I I, I was just, I think as we've said, I, I can't believe that a change wasn't made at half time. The the second goal, I mean, as soon as the second half started, I think you could tell the second goal was coming. Um, really, and I think, yeah, you know, in midfield, we just couldn't work out how to deal with that three in the middle. We just, I mean, and and you know, right, rightfully so. That they're three players who, if we're being perfectly honest, are probably not League One players. They're probably all Championship no. players. Those three you're, in the midfield. You're talking about Brannigan, Rodriguez, and uh, Magania. Yeah. 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 They are they are all championship players and we are are they containable? Probably just about. If if you you have to get the setup absolutely right. And yeah. We, we just <clears throat> and, and I don't I'm not gonna say that Evans, you know you know, was to to really blame for that, but it just almost looked like he couldn't work it out quickly enough as to mm-hmm. what was really needed in the middle of the park. Yeah, and it happens sometimes, doesn't it? It's, it, it's the way it goes sometimes. It's not I think I think that while while we made with with, with the formation with the, not necessarily the formation but like the lineup we went with, I think that um we made their job easier, but even with Thompson, you know, even if we'd started um, Lewis Thompson and uh, you know we'd had Ben Thompson come on uh, sort of earlier in that second second half. <clears throat> I think we might have still struggled to contain that midfield trio because they are that good. They should be playing not just playing in the Championship but playing for teams up the up the the higher end of the division as well. Like that's how good these these lads are. I mean, Greg Lee, you know, he he was the best player on the park by a mile. 
um, which is which, which is no easy feat when you've got Brannigan pulling all of the strings from midfield. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about um, Jamie Reed's goal. Um, let's try and talk some something that Stevenage did very well yesterday, even if it was basically just that. Um, good counter-attack. Um, Jordan Roberts receives the ball in the middle of the park, turns his man really nicely and plays uh, Kane Hemmings through. Um, I was a little bit surprised Kane Hemmings actually managed to get to the ball first. Um, he was getting closed down and closed down very quickly. Um, he whips the ball across. Um, it's just a perfectly weighted pass, isn't it? It's got a little bit of bend on it so that it's sort of it makes the goalkeeper think twice about trying to come and out, come out and intercept it because it's just curling away from him, just just enough to put that doubt in his mind. And then I think Jamie Reed also uh, did brilliantly to get on the end and get enough on it to steer it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think absolutely massive sort of plaudits to Kane Hemmings because I thought Hemmings did absolutely brilliantly to to get that ball where where mm-hmm. he did. I mean, I was absolutely screaming when, when I saw the opportunity. I was absolutely screaming, just pass, pass. I could see yeah. it. I could see exactly what Reed was sort of trying to manufacture. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kemp, Hem, Hemmings. That was actually that was some very very good play from him. Like you know, as you mm-hmm. say, the the ability to get that ball to sort of curve back into the path of Reed. That was exactly what was required, and and you know Reed, you know we know what we know what Jamie Reed does. Like when you get it in, when you get it into him in that position, you know nine times out of ten it results in a goal. Um, so yeah, I mean uh, it was you know going forward, what well in the first half especially the the best thing that we created and probably probably a better chance than Oxford created in, in that first half. Um, so yeah, you, you know, from from my sort of view, it, it was a I'm going to say a, a classic sort of Evans type goal in a way that sort of like that counter attack, very good sort of like link up play between Roberts and the two strikers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so from my my point of view, that it it, it was it was actually a pretty good goal. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of those that was sort of, you know, it's a it's a difficult chance to take, and you know, uh, Jamie Reed's really good at finishing difficult chances and missing the sitters as well. So like, it's sort of right down right down his alley as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, as I say, that's that's six League One goals now for Reedy um, yeah. this season, and you know, we've we've only only just ended September, so. I'm yeah, say, like, I don't know how many exactly you got in League Two last season, but it can't have been much more than ten. And he's on six already in League One, so you know, maybe maybe we're seeing sort of like a coming of age for Jamie Reed this season, which you know, hopefully we're looking at a fifteen goal season from him when we were all slightly concerned at the start of the season if we had a goal scorer. Um, yeah, but. You know, really's he's doing the business at the moment, and, and long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, in the in the league last season, he got ten goals. Yeah, forty five appearances. He's got six in ten. 
at the moment. So if he carries on, if he carries on at the rate he's going, you know, it, we could be seeing a twenty-five goal yeah. season from him. Which, you know, the last time we had a player doing that sort of thing, you know, I don't Matt, think we uh, ever have. Matt Godden was Matt, was Matt Godden got not, twenty, I think. Yeah, uh, Matt Godden just wasn't just the f- informed striker in the league, was he? He was the informed striker in Europe at that point. Um, <laughs> he was getting more goals than anybody else in, in on the continent. So it's a uh, it's been a while, let's say. Um, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, we we didn't really want to do it, but I guess we uh, we. It would be a waste if we didn't. Uh, so <laughs> we we put out our tweet yesterday, as we all do. We do every Saturday, asking for uh, the 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 Griller Griller Borough Pods Player of the Week. Jamie Reed's got thirty seven point eight percent of the uh, the vote. Also, Jamie Reed got four point four percent of the vote, which goes to tell you exactly how bad. Things were. Jordan Roberts got six point seven percent, and uh, I put the option no one, and that got fifty one point one percent of the vote. Oh dear! And it's, <clears> it's well, sort of, was, was there an option for Greg Lee? <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have maybe put Greg Lee, shouldn't I? Um, so it's 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 tough to um, <clears throat> it's tough to tough tough to say. Oh, no one deserves it. Obviously. Jamie Reid, at the very least, got a goal and got a very well-finished goal. Kane Hemmings sort of set it up. Jordan Roberts did really work, good work to get get to fashion that opportunity for us. Um, so we will give it to Jamie Reid. We can't. We're not going to give it to no one. Um, but yeah, it, it, the fact that no one as an option got the bulk of the vote is uh, yeah very uh, telling, I- isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I, I think that Reedy's worthy, worthy of that to uh, of taking that award. Though, to be honest, I don't. I think throughout, yeah. throughout the fact that yes, they wasn't the best day at the office. I do actually think that Jamie Reed didn't have a, a bad game at all. I thought you know he took his goal well, and I don't. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't seem to remember him actually missing any other particularly good chances. And there were times where he probably could have been played in. A little bit better, where you know maybe he yeah. could have grabbed another goal or, or two, but yeah, I think Jamie yeah. Reed's a worthy winner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd go far as saying he's the only, the only, the only person who comes close to being anything like a player of the week or man of the match. So, not that you know, like I said, not that he would, you know, if, if there's a one man of the match yesterday, it can only be Greg Lee. Um, let's move on and have a look at uh, League One yesterday. Um, so Reading drew nil nil with Burton. Port Vale uh, lost at home to Bolton. Peterborough won at home two nil against Bristol Rovers. Lincoln won two nil at home against Cheltenham. Uh, Fleetwood won one nil against Orient. Both teams having a man sent off. Exeter lost two nil at home against Northampton as their slide down the league continues. Um, Derby drew 0-0 with Cambridge United at home. Barnsley lost 1-0 at home against Blackpool. Shrewsbury and Charlton was 0-0. Stevenage obviously lost 3-1 against Oxford. Wigan lost 2-1 against Portsmouth. Um, They had a man sent off in the second half. Wigan were 1-0 up 
um, in the 27th minute, and by the 35th minute, they were 2-1 down. Um, just seems very typical of Wigan as a club at the moment. Uh, finally, Wigan won 2-0 at home against Carlisle, uh, and Jokal Anderson got sent off for... Got to assume he handled the ball out of the box. There was a bit of a Danny Reid situation where against um, against Hartlepool, where Jokal Anderson's put the ball down, not knowing that there's a there's a Wickham player behind him. Um, yeah. Players come in and nicked it, and outside of the box, and Jokal Anderson's dived in. He's <clears throat> he's not won the ball particularly cleanly, but I don't really, I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not sure it was a foul unless he's handled handled the ball. So. Um, um. Looked like a handball to me. Yeah. Um, it's always funny when it happens to other clubs, isn't it? Um, so looking he at the league table... He dropped of... against us, of course. But... <laughs> it was incredible against us, yeah. Um, it, it, it's not good that it's happened against... It's, it's, that it happened to Anderson, but it's good that it happened to Carlisle. So that's, that's the thing to remember. Um, Cheltenham, um, bottom of the league, still... Goalless. Uh, they have one point from ten. Conceded seventeen goals. Woeful, woeful <laughs> team. Um, I do, I Fleetwood, do feel you got a feel yeah, from having you, but it's, most it's goals wild. conceded. And Port Vale lost seven 0 on the first day of the season. They've still conceded more goals than that. Yeah. Um, Fleetwood second bottom, uh, four points clear of Cheltenham. After nine, after nine games, <clears throat> Wigan with their points deduction sit twenty second, um, and then this is the table that's wrong. But I do have a one that's correct. Um, Reading obviously again with their points deduction are still in the uh, relegation places in twenty first uh, with six points. Um, then you've got Burton and Carlisle just outside the relegation zones. They're on seven each. You've got Shrewsbury, Northampton on ten points. Orient and Charlton on 11 points each. That's up to 15th. And you've got Bristol Rovers in 14th and 12 points. Cambridge and Derby, who finished 0-0 yesterday, sit in 13th and 12th on 14 points each. Blackpool and Lincoln in 11th and 10th on 15 points. <clears throat> Wickham and Exeter have 16 points. Exeter have slipped uh, with three losses in their last uh, five. So they've slipped out of... Some, you know, some of these top spots sort of where we are. Um, then you've got Barnsley in seventh, 16 points. They've slipped a point below Port Vale, who they beat 7-0 on the opening day of the season, um, who are in 17th, uh, sorry, in sixth with sixth, sixth place with 17 points. Um, they're tied with uh, Peterborough and Bolton on points who are fifth and fourth. Um, then you've got Stevenage in third on 18 points. Oxford in second with 21 points. And then you've got Portsmouth leading the way with 22 points after 10 games. Um, yeah. There's a whole host of clubs that have got a game in hand. So looking at Oxford, Bolton, Wickham, Lincoln, Blackpool, Derby, Cambridge, Bristol, Ravers, uh, Charlton, Northampton, Shrewsbury, Reading, Wigan and Fleetwood all on nine games uh, with the rest on ten. So if we look at the Bolton game um, from yesterday, they won at Port Vale 1-0. Uh, they operated with a 3-5-2. Um, 
it looked like it was a pretty comfortable game for them. It was a relatively fair share of possession. Um, Port Vale did have more shots, but he was at six shots on target, so five for um, Bolton. Um, both teams really high pass success rate. Bolton massively won, dominated in the air, um, won the ball off of their opposition far more far more often um, across the board. It, it, it looks it looks like it was a relatively fair, uh, even game with uh, with with Bolton. Coming away with those those three points. Um, just looking at the way they set up, there that mid that sort of midfield five, which you know, uh, Dakar Cogley and um, Williams out on the uh, as sort of wide men, um, flipping between fullbacks and sort of more attacking players when they're in possession. Um, that's that's going to probably echo a lot of what um, Oxford. Did, did yesterday, Greg Lee was very, very good at being very advanced when they were in possession and then slotting back in to make a five at the back when they were out of possession. He was up and down the pitch all day long and you're probably going to see the same same sort of behaviour from Bolton in that respect. Um, they're, a, they're a good side who have had a little bit of a wobbly start, maybe a little bit more of a wobbly start to the season than than I would have expected. Um, much like Oxford as well, they're very sort of slow and intricate build-up team. You know, you can expect a lot of a lot of build-up play, a lot of moving the ball in those sort of triangles, triangle shapes to draw out midfield, our midfield. Um, what are you, what are you expecting from Bolton, and how do you think we'll? How would you set us up to to to? Uh, Try and survive that. I would expect them to line up in a fairly similar shape against Stevenage. Um, <clears throat> the one thing that I will say about Bolton, which will play in Stevenage's hands, is at the back they are a little bit depleted at the moment because they've got um, Geffen Jones suspended and, well, importantly, their captain and probably their best player, uh, Ricardo Santos, is currently injured. Um, so that will play into Stevenage's hands a fair a fair bit, but you, I mean, you look at their their team on paper; it's still a very good side. Um, I, you know, Dion Charles up front is a is a proven League One goal scorer, and if we defend the way that we defended yesterday, Dion Charles will probably score at least two, probably more like three or four. Um, so, you know. From that point of view, I would expect, as you sort of said, it'll be sort of slow, intricate build-up play. Um, but then I think as soon as you get into the final third, an awful lot of it will go through Charles. He'll be the man who they're looking to get on the ball in that sort in that sort of eight, within eighteen yards of the goal. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's going to be a tough game away from home. At Bolton, um, and I think if, if I think any Stevenage fan would probably agree with me when I say I'd be very happy with the draw. Yeah, um, what what what? How would you set us up to counter counter the 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 expected? You know, lo- lots of possession that Bolton are going to have. 
the way they're going to pass pass the ball and try and exploit the spaces in behind, what would you do to stop well, them? Well, you, you need to set up with with a disciplined midfield for a start. I would keep I would keep Burns in, and then I would definitely I would definitely bring Louis Thompson in one hundred percent into that midfield because he has that sort of that discipline about him where he knows when he knows when to press and when to sort of just sit back, let Bolton have the ball. We need to do what what we've done with quite a few of these sort of slow, intricate passing teams. We we need to encourage them to play long. And yeah. you know, because that is to our strengths. We've done it with, you know, Northampton, we managed to do it with Ben this season. We managed to do it with Portsmouth. You know That did it did it with Orient. Did it with Orient, yep. You know, we need to. You need to set up in the way that we're not. We're not going to look to press them high, like we have seen at, at times this season. And I know that people might yeah. say, "Oh well, you know, it's boring. Like you know, it, it's it's anti football, whatever." But if you actually want to get a result out of this game, I do think that the only way that we're going to get one is by setting up with a low press. And almost mm-hmm. like a bit of a low block when when they're within sort of thirty yards of the goal. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd probably say my changes would be Thompson in with Burns in the midfield. Probably, I'd almost be tempted to play Roberts, sort of just off Jamie Reed, and maybe bring Ben Thompson into the midfield as well, just to cope. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I was exa- my next question was going to be, do you think we need to start thinking about sacrificing a man up top with with our with our with our, the main part of our threat being set pieces and counter attacking goals? Do you think we perhaps should start to look at sacrificing having two strikers playing Jordan Roberts just off that front man like we do anyway, so we can. Strengthen yeah. that mid midfield and have a three man midfield rather than trying to play with a two man midfield so constant so regularly. Yeah. yeah, I think I think if I if I'm being perfectly honest, I think I would with this game a little bit like we did at Cambridge, um, just to sort of cope with you know Bolton. I will probably play a bit of a flat three in midfield, so you'd be going yeah. man for man almost with that. But as well with Ben Thompson, he brings that. It brings that discipline in the midfield, that experience of playing it, you know, against yep. sides like Bolton. Um, so I'd be tempted to play him. I think if you don't play him and you play Roberts in the hold, I think Presley needs to partner Reed up front, just because I think the way the way, the way we want we're going to want to play the game will be in the air and yep. not pressing them particularly high. Presley's very good at that. So I think yeah. that's the decision that Evans has to make with the defence. So even though they weren't amazing yesterday, I don't think that we'll see any drastic changes to that back line. Do you know, I think we might see. I think we might see Sweeney step out um, in favour of TVC. TVC will play that central role that he's so good at, and then we'll see uh, Nathan Thompson move to the right side centre back. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be particularly against that. Interesting. Okay, so do you think we'll start with Tay as well? Yes. Cool. Yeah, so I Tay, think we will. Tay, Luther, 
Nathan Thompson, Terence Van Keaton, Carpio Gianni, Dan Butler, and then a midfield three of like Finney Burns, Lewis Thompson, Ben Thompson, and then you, you're going with John Roberts playing off of just off Jamie Reed, or would you play yeah. Presley? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Roberts, not not quite in his in that ten role. I think mm-hmm. out of possession we could see him in more of a, the ten than uh, as a second striker. But, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think it, yeah, in possession he'll almost be in the same sort of depth as Jamie Reed, but out of possession I think that he'll drop a little bit deeper. Yeah, I, I, I've got a feeling that we're going to start Presley. I just think this is kind of the game that you want the big target man for either Reed or Roberts to run off of. Um, so I think that's the way that will that will go. And I'm happy with. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy I, with. Yeah, I'm I, happy happy with either. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be overly fast. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be a snatch and grab, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I think we all know what we're in, what we're we're, we're going to be in for on Tuesday night. And you know, if 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 we manage to get a point, we'll be very happy. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, I think that's us. Got we've we've covered everything, mate. So um, thanks thanks for coming on today. It was a good one. Yeah. No. Thanks for having me. Always, always, always. Um, you going to have anything up on the website this week? Yeah, but so I'm planning to do a September review. So cool. fingers crossed that'll be up this week, along with hopefully plenty of stuff on Bolton and Wigan. Brilliant. All right, mate. Well, cheers and uh, up the borough. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNugget's share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.